3: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. From the
1: WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7, WEEI-FM, and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah.
4: You said that you you want to wipe out 2022 for Mac Jones. Does he seem to you like the kind of guy who will be able to bounce back in the way that the Patriots need him to now with Bill O'Brien in place uh, with the upcoming season?
5: That was one of the things that we watched throughout that first training camp. He'd have a bad practice. He'd come back the next day and play really well. He'd have bad reps or a bad session. He'd come back in the next one and play really well. His resilience actually stood out during that entire camp. It's worth noting how drastically he outplayed newton to even give himself a shot to win the starting job i do think
6: he has the resilience to do that to get bill o'brien handed to you is like crawling across the desert and being handed a glass of water after what he went through last year so i think he will embrace everything that bill o'brien is about even if bill is still in any way
0: agitated or put off by what went on in excuse me 2022 with matt jones Tom
5: Curran made his weekly appearance with Jones and Mego with Arcand yesterday here on WEI. And if you missed any of our interview with Tommy Curran, you can go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe Jones and Mego with Arcand on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. And that piece on Mac Jones, which Tom Curran talked a lot about Mac Jones this week. Gresham Fourier early in the week, Rich Eisen middle of the week, us yesterday. A lot of will they trade Mac Jones? Will they not trade Mac Jones? He said multiple times over Robert Kraft's dead body, are they trading Mac Jones? Which got my antenna up, and I asked Tom about this yesterday, like, oh okay, Robert Kraft wouldn't trade him, would Bill? And, you know, he said something that you said, Mego, which which is, well. It's hard for Bill to go to Robert Kraft and say, I want you to trade Mac Jones, because if he does, Robert could turn it around on Bill and go, well, how come he regressed? He looked pretty good as a rookie. What happened? And it puts the spotlight on himself. But so Tom has ruled out just about entirely a trade of Mac Jones. We've asked you guys about it all week, 617-779-7937. You can jump in on it. Uh, Do you feel like there's still a possibility? Would you trade Mac Jones, or do you think it's nonsense? Do you think it's not even worth... Uh, Our time. And we spend a lot of time on it. Again, 617-779-7937. Megal, I'm usually the one pushing the the trade Mac Jones agenda, the trade Mac Jones narrative, but Chris Gasper in the Boston Globe was (laughs) doing that very thing today, right? Yeah,
4: he wrote... Well, I believe it was late yesterday. He wrote a column basically calling on the Patriots to look into shopping Mac Jones for Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. Which... I really disagree with. You do? I think that this would be a really bad move. I, I like Jimmy G a lot, but I'm not, not at this point in his career. It would have made sense two years ago instead of going into the draft for a quarterback, and it, it, he was just still unavailable because Kyle Shanahan wasn't willing to part with him at the time, even though he had a monster contract. Now it would be so expensive to sink everything into a guy who is – I'm sorry. He's just he's snake bitten with the injuries. Too brittle. Like he is. You can't look at his track record and say, "Okay, I can count on that guy." Even though he's a relatively young guy in the league, I can count on him for the next three years. You really can't. Like I feel like he's at the point where you can't count on him for 15 games. Let like, let alone a full season and yeah. then take you into the playoffs. So I I don't think it makes sense. But I'm intrigued that it was put out there. And I feel like there's always a little piece of Bill who would look at that and go, the one who got away, you know, the one who, who I sent across the country. We had a couple great dates. Ugh, if only, you know, she was with that other guy for a while, but now she's free agent, you know, maybe, yeah. but no, that ship is
5: sailed. Well, and look, I I look at it, and I'm not the first one to say it, but it would be a way to level the playing field with Tom Brady. You win with Garoppolo, that really does level the playing field with Tom Brady, doesn't it? Brady goes to Tampa and wins. Bill brings back his hand-picked heir apparent successor to Tom Brady and wins with him here in New England. That would really be a way to level the playing field. It definitely would. So I understand Bill wanting that, and I understand Bill pushing for that. But again, he's got to get the owner to sign off on it. Are you a thumbs up or a thumbs down on trading for or signing Garoppolo and trading away Mac Jones?
7: I'm honestly into it. I'm into really? it. I am. I like Jimmy. I think Jimmy played really, really well last year before he got hurt, and I know <laughs> he does get hurt a good but that, amount. That's
4: the thing is before he got hurt. Sure.
7: I mean, Mac got hurt last year too. Like you know, like I don't. That doesn't really but, dissuade me that but much. But just
5: quickly, Garoppolo he can run
7: that offense, and Bill likes him, and I think that he'd fit. He'd fit in well here. But I do. quickly,
5: Garoppolo got hurt, and the Niners were right back in the same spot they were the year before. Right, They were in the NFC title game. True. Now, they weren't competitive, and Brock Purdy got hurt. But I don't know. For I would imagine a lot of people making the argument would say, well, yeah, well, Mac Jones made the playoffs once and got smoked. Garoppolo has been to an NFC title game. The, the Niners got there last year, but he obviously was smiling while the team was getting their ass kicked. True. He wasn't <laughs> playing or participating, and they were better without him. But they were in the NFC title game in 2021 with him as a starter. He got to the Super Bowl and was leading Patrick Mahomes in the mix for, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. He was going toe-to-toe with him, and he's a big reason they lost that fourth quarter. But Garoppolo was right there with him. So I'd imagine that's what a lot of people would bring up as an argument to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and replace Mac Jones. Here's the other one, and I'll I'll just tell you, I'm also against it. I'm with Mego on this. I'm I'm not where you are Why are you against it? Because it's a lot of what you said. Garoppolo's too brittle. I don't think you can win with him. I don't trust him. He's the same kind of quarterback uh, that bothers me when I hear this discussion about Mac Jones, which is he needs literally everything around him. And I think Mac might have a better arm. Like, I don't know if Mac's more mobile, but I think Mac might have a better arm. And at least Mac has the potential for upside over Garoppolo. I know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. I know what his flaws are. I know they're not getting better.
4: Well, he's also going to be around $35 million, probably in that ballpark if you bring him in. So you're maybe doing a... Slight upgrade, like I, I would say, very yeah, slight. I'm not upgrade even sure it's an upgrade, point. but let's play the yeah, game. It's let, a slight okay, upgrade. let's say that Jimmy Garoppolo is fully available, yep. fully healthy. Yep. You're getting s- a slight upgrade, possibly over Mac Jones. Definitely an upgrade over Mac Jones last year. But if we're looking at the the average of Mac Jones's career so far, you're getting a slight upgrade over Mac Jones for a lot more money. And you're kind of like forcing yourself into the position that you might be in next May. So it's just kind of speeding up and it's a strange stop gap if that's what you're looking at Jimmy G for, when you could essentially have a very similar stop gap that's been more available and that is way cheaper right now. So
5: at least Mac has the potential of upside. And again, to play devil's advocate, because I would not make the trade. And if you would or would not, please let us know. 617 779 7-93-7. Mac Jones, spin him off in a separate deal, bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Bill Belichick gets his heir apparent. Bill Belichick can try to win and chase Tom Brady with his hand successor to Tom Brady. It would be, I, it would be a great story. I am in
4: love with the narrative. Of
5: course, that'd be a great story. We but would
4: love it. The other we get piece to, to talk to Jimmy G in I person would,
5: I would look forward to that. I could tell you, if nothing else, i just get lost in the man's eyes. <laughs> I'd ask him how he gets his five o'clock shadow. Like, I, you know, I, that's like what I'd be asking. The Atlantic asking for.
4: Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. How many right push
5: ups can you do, Jimmy? <laughs> that'd be the interview. I ever, bet you can do all 100. That'd be, that'd be the interview every week. Jimmy what would you say? Uh, if you had to describe your tan, how would you describe it? But uh, do you have tan lines, Jimmy? But when it comes to, and where are they? But when it comes to um, the. Don't the,
4: tell me, show me.
5: When it comes to the, uh, the playing devil's advocate you could get something for Mac Jones, right? So it's not just you're swapping out Mac and bringing in Garoppolo. It's what you would get back for Mac Jones and then what you would do with that. Now, I don't think you'd get a ton for him. You know, we talked about maybe multiple second-round picks, maybe a second-round pick and another mid-rounder or something like that. I don't think you'd get a first-rounder for him. If you would, that might change the calculus for me. If you could guarantee me that I'm getting a first-round pick for Mac Jones, I don't think you would. But if you can guarantee me that's what you're getting – and now I get Garoppolo, now we're talking. Because now you have pick 14 and something else. You know, wherever Mac Jones goes, I'm imagining it's not a great team. Wherever he goes, you're probably getting a decently high first-round pick. I don't think you can get that. But if that's what we're talking, maybe. Otherwise, I'm out. Garoppolo's too brittle. I know what he is. I don't think you can win with him. It's. I mean, that's a fair criticism of Jimmy
7: Garoppolo. The only thing that would... Even a little bit dissuade me from it is that it seems like the Patriots locker room really likes Mac Jones. I wonder if that would upset them. Niners locker room likes Garoppolo.
5: That's yeah, true. And didn't
4: Trent Brown like that tweet about bringing back Garoppolo? About bringing
5: back Jimmy G, yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. It was and the, Garoppolo it was played with Kendrick Point too. Yeah,
4: it was the only like public knock against Mac from a teammate if you can even categorize that. I mean, it, he's I've got had.
5: fat fingers. He yeah.
7: could have <laughs> just hit that on. That's true. Can I you yeah. imagine trying a, a a just trying to scroll he's cell phone looks like in Trent Brown's
6: hands. <laughs> I've yeah, done no. that
4: before. Nightmare scenario when you're like four years back on someone's Instagram. And you're like, and you you like, accidentally you're like, no! like something. And no! You're like, no! no, I hate it. I hate it. Oh,
5: yeah, oh no, that, I'm a creep. That is the worst. You accidentally like something. That's
7: that's no good. Yeah. You're accidentally stalking someone. And right.
4: <laughs> like, oh, no, you're intentionally stalking <laughs> someone. But oh, they yeah. don't, you don't want them to know. Yeah, you
5: don't want them to know. Of course not. Exactly. Uh, OK, Mark is up in New Hampshire. You do this trademark. Hey, guys, can you hear it? We got gotcha. you. Awesome, cool.
3: Hey, I would do the trade in a second, man. I've been saying that we should have got Jimmy instead of going in the draft a few years ago. And I'd say even make, make the trade a little sweeter. Give
5: us turdy and give us a draft pick too. Why not? <laughs> okay, so you're not gonna get all that. <laughs> but because again, the idea is not I don't think that you're trading Mac Jones to Shanahan, although maybe, you know, maybe maybe Shanahan's ultimately the one who wants Mac. Probably not. If Brock Purdy weren't hurt, I'd be interested in Brock Purdy. I don't think they're moving him. I, I I liked what I saw out of him last year. I thought, and this is another knock on Garoppolo, I thought they were better with Purdy. And and it's it's not to bring it back to Bailey Zappi, but it is some of that same thing where, like, Purdy doesn't didn't panic. Now, he ultimately got hurt, and maybe he'll be a different quarterback after it. Garoppolo's blown out his knee. A lot of quarterbacks are different after they have a career-altering injury. And maybe Purdy will be that. But largely, I'd say he'd roll out, he'd keep his eyes up downfield, he'd make plays. He'd make plays down the field, which Garoppolo just doesn't. I criticize Mac for that, and I say this all the time. Bill Belichick has a type when it comes to quarterbacks. Loved Baker Mayfield in that draft. Throws short, not big arm. You know, drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, throws short, not a big arm. Drafted Mac Jones, throws short, not a big arm. Mack does have a better arm than Garoppolo, I think and gets it downfield uh, maybe that's more what i want to say i don't know if it's a better arm he will push it downfield more than garoppolo garoppolo is like a modern day alex smith and i just i can't i can't watch that i can't watch that
4: let's spin it a different direction though because we've talked about uh the relationship between Kraft and belichick a lot at the beginning of this week what is it like if belichick goes behind the scenes to Kraft and is asking like Hey, you know, I know you're in love with this kid, Mac Jones, who we drafted in the first round.
5: But, but I'm in love I,
4: with you. I'd really like to go get the guy that you well, talked me into okay. sending to Fine. the West Coast. I'm, I'm because now, now Tom's gone. Can we bring him back,
5: Okay, I'm Robert? Rob-
4: you I'm, made me send him away.
5: I'm Robert Kraft. Here's my question to you, Bill. I'm Robert Kraft. You're Bill Belichick.
4: And he's going to cost a lot more, too. No, no, not,
5: not, not even that. Just who's more marketable? That'd be my question to Bill. Who can I market? Who can I make more money off of? Who are people going to pay attention to? Who brings more buzz to the team? I do think Garoppolo would do that. Oh, so I mean,
4: he's got the face for so the coasters at that's, Gillette.
5: That's not even what I'm talking about. It's the narrative that you brought up earlier, which is, you know, that juicy story of now you're trying to keep pace with Brady. Whether Bill's actually trying to do that or not, that's what we're all going to turn it into. And if he brings back Garoppolo, that's what it's going to look like. So yeah, I think that is more marketable. It's more buzzy. It's more interesting, and the craft should be interested in all of that. Because otherwise, you're going to be stuck on CBS at one o'clock with you know the number five broadcast team. Adam Archuleta, everybody. you're going to get you're going to get flexed out of Sunday night football, and in the future Thursday night football when they start flexing that, you're going to get flexed out of all those spots. Like that's where you're going to be. So if I'm craft, I'm in the business of buzziness and interest and. Marketability, And I think Garoppolo is more marketable. So See, so Bill should be able to sell Robert on that is my long answer to that. I
4: hear you on that, but I think about how Curran told us and told Rich Eisen and is seemingly telling everybody that it would be over his dead body that he's trading for Mac Jones. So it feels like he would be doubling down in pain. That then Belichick is like, well, can we go get the guy that you asked well, me to send let out me, of town let for me, Tom Brady who's maybe, not here
5: anymore? Let me give you an alternate theory. If they bring back Garoppolo, and the owner signs off on it on some level. Does that bury the narrative that Robert Kraft is the one who forced him to trade him?
4: It does, I think so. But I, does, I don't think so. Does I, Kraft I, really care about that narrative? Oh,
5: deeply. I think Kraft deeply cares that he. It's viewed. He looks and like I've, a meddler. That he looks correct. He looks like a meddler. I think Kraft cares about that deeply. It was horrible. So I, I trust me from some of the reporting on that. I think Tom Curran has reported on this that like you know ownership stresses. Robert Kraft did not demand a trade. Maybe he didn't demand a trade. Maybe there's more gray area there. Maybe he made it clear that we're not going to pay them both. So, Bill, you make your choice, and the choice was obvious. Maybe that's all it was. But if you bring back Garoppolo, that, that buries that narrative to a degree. I wouldn't fall for it. But I think a lot of people would go, well, how much could he hate hated Garoppolo? He, brought, he brings him back. He's now the quarterback. 617, 779. 7937. three seven. You can jump in on this. Chris Gasper in the Boston Globe late last night, early today, whenever it was. Bring in Garoppolo, trade away Mac, in the or out. Prodigal Patriots son fans. Returns. Would, would you do it for the Prodigal Son? Again, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll get to that. And an update from Xander Bogarts on the Red Sox lowballing him, plus a bunch of weirdos kicking around with the Red Sox
3: Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
8: Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovas.
2: That's code H E R O ten for ten percent off at hero.co.
5: You're trending from Christian Arc. Now back to
1: Jones and MegO.
4: I'm going to be wearing a Marcus Smart jersey and no pants
1: on
3: W-E-E-I. So when you get the offers you get the first offer of Red Sox, you're like, this isn't happening.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean we just it's just reality. I mean it's I would to say it's not happening. There was a long way to go. Yeah, a little bit. There was a long way to go. They, they 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 bumped up a little bit. They bumped up a little bit because they just started a little bit that low, you know. If we're gonna, <laughs> no, I mean if we're gonna, if we're gonna be like that, you know. Like yeah, yeah. Once the other teams started coming in, it was that's when you kind of a Different like, world. Yeah. That's that that then it became a little different. Was there that one last call with the Red Sox? Or, I mean, was it or? No. Not really. No. no. In the end, like I mean they were in it. They were in it. They were in it still, obviously. But would you they come to the offer that they had, let's say,
3: at the end, in March or April. Do you take it? You're an honest guy, that's what I like about you. You can say yes or no. Maybe.
1: Ooh, yeah.
6: You would be tempted oh big time
1: yeah it would have been harder It would have been a lot of talking for sure that would have got engaged <laughs> not not engaged like
3: no i no no like that would have been like we would have been on the trolley would have been like okay
5: that's the newest san diego padre xander bogarts with rob bradford Discussing negotiations with the Boston Red Sox. And it's Adam Jones. Yeah, it's uh, Adam Jones, Megan Adelini, Christian Arkin. We're here till 6 on a Friday with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. I think that answer tells you all you needed to know about the negotiations between Xander Bogarts and the Red Sox. They were a million miles apart. He was offended by their offer. And even if they got in at the end and kept up with the San Diego's of the world, and whatever other offers he was getting, he said, I, I would have been engaged, but he didn't say I would have taken it or I would have gone back or all offers being equal, I was going to be a Red Sox. He never said that to Bradford. In fact, I think listening to him and how pained he was and how hesitant he was to answer it, he pretty much told you the Red Sox would have needed to blow other teams out of the water. He was not going to take the same deal from the Red Sox. I think that's clear listening to
4: that. I think he also, at that point, was aware that the Red Sox were not going to do that. That they that was probably some kind of messaging throughout, maybe not directly to him, but even just not at any point in the season going to Boris and saying, hey, can we work something out here? He's, he's down the stretch looking good. We'd like him back. It never happened. So I'm sure he felt like he wasn't even in their plans. So screw you at that point. I mean, really? like no, it, I, I think that's probably yeah, part of not th- yeah. I'm sure that no part of him expected the Red Sox to go anywhere near the numbers that San Diego did, that other clubs did. But I'd also say it would be quite an F you if you're with San Diego now to turn and say, well, I really wanted to be with the Red Sox. So I know other players have done it before. Fair point. It's just kind of contrary to Xander's nature as a member of this team to now say, well, if my old team had come calling in the right, with I the totally right would have gone to them. I'd be with them now. You so, know, he's just not that kind of guy.
5: Fair, but he doesn't need to sound so pained about it. Yeah. Like he's just like, oh, what do I say? How do I say it? <laughs> Maybe that's from the San Diego end. My guess is it's from the Boston end because let's face it. I don't think people in San Diego are, are coming after him with pitchforks. Because he said he'd rather be a Red Sox. How many baseball fans are there in San Diego? Maybe more these days than Boston. I don't know. But I, I don't think of it as a, a fan base with a ton of edge. They're all out, you know, surfing and hiking and doing Those outdoorsy are, they're, stuff. They're,
4: they're too happy. Yeah, Their lifestyle is too good for them to care that much about baseball.
5: Yeah. You hear what Sanders said? Nah, bro, I was out shredding NAR. <laughs> nah, I no, didn't hear nar
4: is, nar is like snowboarding. Skate that That's yeah, Nar You don't shred nar I thought when you shredded surfing. I
5: thought you shredded Nar when you were surfing. No, no are Gnar, shredding Gnar is snowboard. Yeah,
4: Gnar is yeah. snow sports. Buddy.
5: What do you What do you shred in the water?
4: Uh, you know. hang ten.
5: Yeah, I was hanging, but I feel like you don't do 70s, that. Yeah, yeah you I don't was, do that
4: past nineteen seventy five. I was
5: hanging loose, brah. There you didn't, go. I didn't hear what Xander had to say. I didn't hear what X had to say. They probably I was a stupid.
4: Crushing tasty waves, <laughs> man. <laughs>
5: No, that sounds right. Carvin, bro, <laughs> that that also sounds right. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. All I hear some tasty waves,
1: cool buzz, and I'm fine.
5: We're going to uh, get into the biggest weirdo on the Red Sox. There's a nice competition going on, but let's go to Jesse in New Bedford, waiting patiently with uh, well, we call them sometimes advanced metrics. Uh, but yeah, well, you got some uh, stats of your own here, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, because you know you guys are saying about how. You know, Mac Jones needs everything perfect behind him. But that's I, that's true with pretty much every quarterback besides maybe Patrick Mahomes and Brady. And I, I'll give you a few examples. and I'll be quick. Uh, I'm sure you like Josh Allen. He thinks he's a top five quarterback, I right? Def-
5: I mm-hmm. definitely do. We ra- we graded quarterbacks earlier in the week. I think I had him four. I think they both had him three, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, we both yeah. had him
4: three.
0: Okay. In 2019, before Diggs, he had 3,089 uh, 3, passing yards, 20 touchdowns, 9 picks. Mm-hmm. Okay. After he That's, got digs, it's a lot better than a, it's
5: a lot better than Mac last year, but yep, yeah, keep going.
0: He jumped to four thousand five hundred and fifty four passing yards, thirty seven touchdowns, ten picks. Jalen Hurts before AJ Brown, three thousand passing yards, sixteen touchdowns, nine picks, after Brown, almost four thousand passing yards, twenty two touchdowns and six picks. Yeah, just my last I, one yeah. is Tua. Before Hill, he had two thousand six hundred. How does this
4: tie guys, back to Jimmy G though?
0: Because because Jimmy G is the emphasis of yeah, everything around him has to be great. He was just on the 49ers and he won a playoff game only passing nine times. That should tell you right there. Yeah, he Mac, won everything great Mac around him. Mac won a game they throwing
5: three times. Mac won a game throwing three times. So it's the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. And oh by the way, no one ever said a quarterback doesn't need receivers. When Brady was here, I was like, get Brady receivers. Brady Brady needs some help. Yeah. The difference is needing everything. That's the difference.
0: Jimmy G is the empithesis of
5: <laughs> the impetus is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> that was Wiggy esque cuz what that was. But Don't when, look that up either. But when it com- yeah. when it comes to uh, every every quarterback needs most quarterbacks are going to need a receiver. They're going to need elements of a passing game or elements of help. I'm talking about needing everything. Garoppolo needs everything, and my fear is, so does Mac.
4: And I, we're also when we talk about this, we're not talking about winning one playoff game, like right? Buffalo like, literally,
5: Buffalo doesn't run. They, it's all on Josh. They don't even run the football. But,
4: but when we talk about, it, we talk about what it would take to get you back to the Super Bowl with Mac Jones. Right. What you would take for you to get another championship with Mac Jones. I'm not talking about winning a wild card round or win, or going to the divisional or whatever, like. Yeah, you can probably do that with one fatal flaw in your system. You you can get there. I believe you could win those games. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to get back to the Super Bowl? Probably not, unless a lot of stuff breaks your way along the way.
5: Right, and that that is that should be the discussion about the Patriots. Not just getting it back on the right track, but getting back to championship level. How do you do that? And, and, that, that, and with that's Mac why-
4: Jones. That's what we're saying that he's the kind of quarterback where you need a lot of stuff. At least at this point in his career, you need everything to be right around him that's just what it is and
5: this is this is why i'm so critical of mac if if you just want to make the wild card round and get smoked by buffalo mac can do that if you want to win a championship that that's my question for him and that that's really how i look at most quarterbacks like if i can't win it's why i don't want garoppolo I don't think you're winning a championship with him. So, like, what am I doing with Look, him? If you have an, Why if, am I wasting my time?
4: If you have a great power running game behind Ramondre Stevenson and you, you have a great offensive line and Mac is the same and your weapons are the same, can you get to the divisional round? Probably. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Tennessee does it every other year. Right. You know? Like, you can. Can you get to the Super Bowl? That's a bit of a stretch. You need something to really break your way. Can you win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Most years, I'm just saying, like if you go back and look, most years in the modern NFL, the way offenses are run, it's not a knock against Mac. It's just he's also going into his third year.
5: His best argument is Tua, you know, because Tua and Mac, I think, are similar. I'd take Tua over Mac, but that that's his best argument. And even Tua had zero defense last year, not much of an offensive line. Like Tua had the receivers. I don't know that Tua had everything uh six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven and a quarterback who has everything again. the example would be the shining one would be Garoppolo or Purdy in what they have in San Francisco uh mego, oh, choose your weirdo who who do we want to go with Cassis or Bloom? I
4: think we should start with Cassis because we touched on this a little bit yesterday and Meg's explaining, but we didn't really get to dig into the weirdness okay of
5: so let's let's dig in on the weirdness of Tristan Cassis and Haim Bloom ain't far behind. okay, this is from yesterday. We did talk about it briefly on the show. Uh, but Chris Cotillo talked to uh, Cotillo. He, Co- said like Dillo, yeah, Co- well, he said that like Crisco.
4: Cotillo. Cotillo. He said that like Chris Cotillo. When
5: we when we when we've had him on the show in the past, I like to do the uh, Ryan Rotillo thing with him. Is what I like to do. And I think he's too young to even get it. Like he's yeah. I'm not sure he knows. No, I think he's. Day. I I every time I do that, I think he's like I don't. Why are you? Jo- I don't understand the jokes. Right? Uh, Rotillo or Rotillo or Rodillo or Rose. Hello. Yeah, it's Co- <laughs> I haven't actually heard that in so long. It's Cotillo is what it is. I
7: discovered I have the full voicemail too. Phenomenal. Oh,
5: I've I've heard that once or twice. So when it comes to uh Tristan Cassis Chris Cotillo, <laughs> Co-dillo. How, do you, how do you say? How do you oh, actually well, say? It? You're your saying
4: it's so yeah. weird. It's just Chris Cotillo.
5: Yeah, Cotillo. 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 You're you're too. Rosillo. Cotillo. You're, you're
4: too strong on the first part of it.
5: Whatever. Cotillo. Whatever. Mass Live. Chris wrote
4: Cotillo. About,
5: Mass Live. Wrote about yes. wrote, wrote about Tristan <laughs> Casas. And here's what he had to say. Here's the lead to the story. I like this. Two hours before his major league debut last September. Tristan Cassis sunbathed shirtless in the right field grass at Fenway Park it was part of a unique regimented routine he had developed in 2019 and carried through every step of the minor leagues. Changing things up just because he got to the majors wasn't an option. Out of earshot of Cassis, a veteran Red Sox pitcher walked out of the dugout, saw the scene in right field, and bristled.
4: The scene. <laughs> <laughs> so no
5: one in particular, he made his feelings known. Are you effing kidding me? What is bristling exactly? The pitcher asked. What does that mean to bristle? It's kind of Ugh, Ugh, Ugh.
4: I picture people like their shoulders yeah, tense just, up a little bit.
5: You're like yeah. I mean, I guess I'm I'm describing more disgusted, but like I feel like they're they're similar. When you're bristling, you're just kind of like Ugh. maybe not, but kind of Ugh. what are you what's it's going on? It's kind of over a there? subtle yeah. level of disgust. Yeah, so it's it's not, not very overt. It's not qu- that's a good way of putting it. It's not quite outright disgust. Passive-aggressive, some might call it. Are you effing kidding me? A veteran Red Sox pitcher said. Hmm. Hmm. Ooh. Any guesses, hmm. Mego?
4: Um, Rich Hill.
5: Ooh, Chris that's Sale. a good one.
4: I w- you think it was Chris Sale? Was Chris Sale even around at that point?
5: Oh, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Ah, that's a good point. He does sound like someone who would bristle at this sort does of thing. Like-
6: has thrown the ball great
5: for us. Does seem like I a think it was Ryan Brazier. Yep. Sale is a big Barks bristler. at guys when they don't get back in the in the box fast enough. Bro Zillow. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, Rich Hill's a good one. The guy's 40, he's forty two and cranky or whatever, you totally know what I mean? Totally
4: curmudgeonly. Like Just how, like ugh.
5: It's like Arcan's age, right? He's a little older than you. How, how cranky is Arcan some oh days. Are you kidding me? Yeah, God. seriously. Uh, so anyway, throughout September, veteran players, now plural, oh. took issue with Cassis' pregame routine, which included pregame naps in the clubhouse in addition to sunbathing. Those veterans, on numerous occasions, voiced their displeasure. There were, in Cassis's words, clashes about how he should act. For the eccentric Cassis, and I just left this line in because I wanted to reiterate. It's like, oh, he's a changed man. Is kind of the tone of this this piece. For the eccentric Cassis, who has made headlines with his random tweets and red painted fingernails in recent months, major league life represents something of a balancing act. Now, look, I don't you, paint your fingernails if you want.
4: Yeah, who gives a crap about that?
5: It's a look at me thing. Just like the sunbathing is a look at me thing. It's a look at me thing. Yeah, you're now, telling me the guy who paints
7: his toenails, right. naps so on the like, floor in the clubhouse and sunbays on the field likes people looking at him. Right. I don't buy it. Ryan Brazier <laughs> sick to his so, stomach. So that's over what I'm this. saying.
5: Like whatever. Go ahead and paint him. Just don't tell me that's not like a look at me thing. Don't tell me that's not like a hey, I got my fingernails painted. Like of course. And what are his random tweets? So we know what those are.
4: No, I didn't know that he was known for
5: that. We'll have to. We'll have to get I'll to the bottom of that. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, we'll don't have to worry. get to the bottom of that. While at Single A Greenville. The former first round pick found that he felt more energetic after getting sun before games. <laughs> Jesus. This is like this is like Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend, Arcan. What would she do? She'd like sun bleach her her, uh, her nether regions. That's right, yes. Is that what Cass is doing out back? there? I don't know. I
7: think front. Uh here's <laughs> one of Tristan Cass's random tweets. Yep. Hot shower eye rubs hit different. Okay, he tweeted it. that on February twentieth. Um you never realize how bad a song is until you listen to it with someone else on February thirteenth. Okay. These are the thoughts
5: rattling around the mind of Tristan. Kills. All right, you know he's tapping them out with his painted fingernails. There you go. After the sunning came a thirty-minute nap that began about ninety minutes before first pitch. That's gotten it a little close. Often, Cassis would lie down in front of his locker and snooze on the floor. This is where we started talking about naps yesterday. This Bego. is
4: unacceptable.
5: I don't want to. I don't want to go back down that road with uh, naps and uh, you know the no, the, the laziness of the people napping. To
4: step over you in the locker room oh, okay, is oh, unacceptable. Good. That you is are, unacceptable. You are Anthony. I, I am very staunchly against that.
5: On numerous occasions, veterans loudly expressed their displeasure with Cassis's routine. That caused tension within a clubhouse that was playing out the string of a last place season. Mego, your thoughts.
4: How does that cause tension? Don't you just say what the f are you doing? Like how does this happen more than once? If some if some if you're in the Fenway clubhouse sleeping in front of your locker and someone trips over you and yells what the f are you doing? How does that ever happen again? Like, how do I'm asking? How does it snowball into an issue?
5: Because he's a weirdo.
4: Okay, it's like, i I'm a weirdo. Okay, but you're so weird. You're uh, a weird guy. Well, I
5: sure, but I but I like to think that I would at least. Well, maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't listen to this. But if, yeah, I, if no, I, you're a weird guy. If I was napping in the corner and somebody said, "Hey, you can't nap here. It's work," I'd say, "Okay, I'm not going to do that." Anymore. I
4: also think they have a nap room there. I'm pretty sure.
5: Like, at Google? Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> like yeah, a Google. Yeah, exactly. Like pod? a little pod. You yeah, can places sleep in.
5: places to like avoid the media. So here's here's what I think about it. I think there's been veteran turnover in the clubhouse, some of it not by their choice. Like, you know, did Haim Bloom want Xander Bogarts to walk out the door? Probably not. Ownership didn't want to pay him. Fine. Did Haim Bloom want him to go? Maybe not. I wonder if a lot of the turnover is so Haim Bloom's precious farm system and precious prospects, who he didn't even draft, by the way, in the case of Tristan Cassis. I wonder if this is making it a more encouraging environment for his precious little prospects on this team which he may not even be here for much longer but I wonder if he said you know what I don't care if this is how things are done in the big leagues I want it to be a healthy nurturing environment for my weirdo prospects like Tristan Cass that's that's what I wonder like whoever that pitcher was I bet he's not on the team anymore that's why Rich Hill is a good guess it probably isn't sale because Haim Bloom probably traded his ass away after calling out one of his precious little prospects
4: you think that the, this is the grand uh, calculation yes. that he's having for yes. why he's signing or not signing guys to extended contracts?
5: I think it might be part of the reason he turned over the roster from no, last year. No, I
4: just think Cassis is so strange.
5: He like is like strange, it's, but it's, Heimblum's future is tied changed, to these guys. He's
4: mostly changed his behavior, he
5: Mago, said. His future... Mm, He's still tweeting weird stuff and painting Nothing better than a good a... piece of watermelon. Also nothing I... worse than a bad piece of watermelon. Doesn't, okay. so sound, you know what? Still Most people like...
4: do are their worst selves on Twitter. Still so I'm not going like to hold he's... that against him. Still sounds like he's is being there a, a little little more unsafe
5: me... form of advertisement than billboards literally encouraging people to take their
7: eyes off the roads and read tweets while driving in the car? Now
4: still that, sound... that, there's a little truth there. there are, I, I actually, think there's a little
5: Meg explaining, Cass explaining crossover. I actually here. agree. Stop reading his tweets because I'm starting to agree with him. What is the deal with billboards? But it does doesn't sound like he's changing his look at me routine all that much. But, Why? Because he
4: painted his nails? Yes. That's self-expression. That's different than laying down and asking people to step over I think you it's, in his lager. Which I still don't understand. Self-expression can be look-at me. I don't understand how we got to the level of he's in Fenway, and it's to that point in his life that nobody has said to him I, before, Hey kid, well, I know he's a big guy, he but is. like, what the F are you doing? Get off the floor.
5: I can't believe you're dismissing that Haim Bloom would try to make it a more nurturing environment for the guys who his future is t- his future is tied to these more guys.
4: Nurturing environment. The farm
5: system the farm system is it he might not get another job this as isn't a even GM one of in baseball. Guys, though. I know, but they're his prospects now. It's his farm system. This Precious is what he's selling. Prospects. This is what he's selling. He's I mean, a bunch of the Bayo isn't his prospect either. He's like, got everything riding on. Mo- most of the good ones aren't. Most of the good ones aren't. So, like, I don't know. Like, a a lot of the young guys here are not his guys. His future is tied to all these young guys. Also, if
4: they were winning last year. So, get out the crabby
5: veterans. I I, I borderline guarantee that's what he's doing.
4: If they were winning last year, none of this is a problem. It becomes like the laundry cart. Oh, look, Tristan's laying in the outfield. We're all going to lay in the outfield. Hey, put a picture on Twitter. Hey, social media, look, put a picture on Twitter. We got margaritas. (laughs)
5: Laundry cart or wind dance repeat. What made you uh, crazier, Jones? Uh, laundry cart made me crazier because laundry cart, you could be losing 10 to 1 and they would do it. When dance repeat was at least they like, would win, sh- which is why ultimately I still think the laundry cart is worse than the stupid goalie hug that the Bruins are doing. I'm but sure, I, hate the goal- yeah. I hate the goalie hug too because I know they both hate each other. I know they can't possibly stand each other. Andrew Raycroft basically wasn't stabbing me in the back. Andrew <laughs> Raycroft basically confirmed that goalies typically are competitive and not oh. as good of friends as these two appear. Raycroft said that. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. He did go there. He did say that. So I I just I look at it and I say those two can't possibly like each other, but I like the Bruins goalie hug slightly more than I like the stupid laundry cart thing that they did.
4: There's tension in the locker room because last year because they were losing. And because Xander was supposedly like depressed every single day because it was like, oh, the, this is my last July 18th at Fenway Park.
5: You right, just, count, like, just crossing off Do you off the remember days? how
4: often we did that? Oh, it's, uh, Xander, might be Xander's last time this, might be Xander's last time that. And he's yep. like, I'm just trying to live in the moment.
5: It's his, it's his last, last w- Star Wars appreciation <laughs> weekend. His last, his last Labor Day, uh, 617-779- 7 We'll continue, continue with all your feedback. Good story there by Rotillo. And we'll get to our Triple play next.
1: Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI.
5: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So, what exactly is the show
3: about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitches and catches. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. WEEI. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! A triple play! The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples
7: is best. All right, it's time for the triple play, and it is a fill-in-the-blank Friday. I'll uh, read a sentence here with a blank in it. You guys fill in the blank. Pretty simple. And we'll start with this. Uh, question number one. Fill in the blank number one. Number one. Russell Wilson. Who you may have seen was in the news again. A big article in The Athletic about him trying to get his old coach fired. Here's the the fill-in-the-blank. Russell Wilson looks like a blank in that story. Uh, Let's hear from Jones first.
5: I don't know, like a backstabber? I, I, I don't know how else to say it, but I don't really blame any of these quarterbacks who are trying to do this these days. I don't. Like, should you? Of course not. But I don't blame when Brady was like, hey, it's Bill or me. That sort of thing. I I don't really blame quarterbacks for that these days because we're now at a point in the NFL where owners are willing to listen. You have a direct line to the owner. Quarterbacks and coaches are basically on the same level, and they probably should be on the same level in terms of team importance. You know, a a coach is in charge of everybody. A quarterback's not. I get that. But in terms of their impact on the field, a quarterback's that important. And you know what? If Russell Wilson said, I don't like this environment anymore. I don't think this is going to be successful. I can't work in this environment anymore. And the Seahawks wanted to keep him. I I have no problem. The problem is it blew up in his face. The Seahawks stuck with Pete Carroll. They made the playoffs last year with Geno Smith. He went to Denver and looked terrible. And sometimes these things do blow up in your face. I think it blew up in Brady's face to a degree last year. So I'm not telling you it always works out. And you do look like a backstabber. But I don't know. A lot of these quarterbacks are doing it these days. Russell Wilson had been there forever. He'd won a Super Bowl there. He'd been to another one. I don't have a big problem with him trying to do it.
4: And he's got Sean Payton now. Uh, I said Russell, Russell Wilson looks no worse than he already looked <laughs> after that story came out about how he only donates twenty four cents on the dollar.
6: Yeah, not
5: from
4: his foundation. For I appreciate you guys.
5: Let's go Broncos. Let's run. Right.
4: <laughs> I mean, this that's, guy's fall.
5: That's less than best buddies. Yeah. It's
4: been it's been a steep decline since he was out of Seattle. This yeah. to me is like this is this is just the footnote compared to that story. It's like, oh, okay. Who's meddling, trying to get a new coach in? That's to your point. That's something that seems to happen a lot behind the scenes. Did you uh, skim in most of the money off of your foundation? That's rough stuff.
5: Did you read uh, some other details in that story about like he had like his own room, which had been rumored before, and like it's all it's all whiteboards and random like play diagrams in there, and he had like his own office basically where he (laughs) kept to himself from the rest of the team. Like he is. He sucks. He he is. I'm calling Tristan Cassis a weirdo. He is. He when you like
4: say he has his own room, I do picture whiteboards, but then just like a ton of Legos. Yeah, yeah And he's yeah. like, don't come in
5: here. <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like Lord Helmet. He's like playing. He's like playing with his dolls. But uh, but no, it's like. <laughs> but it's like, you know, he goes in there. He can take a darkness retreat in there, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, as we came to find out, was basically just in a room. Yeah. He
4: was basically just doing what I do when I've had more than two martinis, <laughs> right. which is like all the lights are off. Don't disturb right. me when Dead I come out. to the
5: bathroom. Out, that's right. it. Yeah. When right.
4: I come out, I hope I'm a new person. Right,
5: Lucas. Dad's napping right now. Leave the lights off in here. I, I have a pillow over my head. I don't want any light because Dad's hungover. <laughs> Dad's sick. Dad's not, <laughs> dad is sick. I can't. So he could he could go on a darkness retreat when he wanted to. Right there at yeah, the yeah, facility. Yeah, I call
4: it darkness retreat Sunday morning.
5: That was really disappointing. I thought it was just like four walls
7: and a bucket you know like that's yeah. what i thought it was I gonna be It was him.
4: actual an actual cave I like, it was a, like a hole in the ground yeah, yeah. i thought it was like a, a room that they built into the side of a cliff or something
7: no just sure. a room just a hotel room. just a room where a you a dimly room. lit hotel room. i just bet they room. have those with though. a light switch it's that you can turn on if
5: you want the <laughs> <laughs> room with a light switch on the toilet that's that's just, he was just in a room <laughs> but anyway bed. anyway i didn't mean to bring up all right let's go to
7: fill in the blank number two Number 2. All right, this one sticking with the NFL, just 1 year into his 5-year contract, the Rams and Bobby Wagner decided to uh, mutually part ways. Signing Bobby Wagner would be a blank move for the Patriots, Mego.
4: I said a worthwhile addition. I mean, they they haven't they're not as bad on in the linebacker position as they were the previous years, but he's a second team all-pro this year. He's been all-pro 9 times. You don't even with Matthew Judon, who's the best part of your defense you don't have any other defenders to that extent and he's only 32 I he'd be the best linebacker in the room bring him in
5: yeah I uh I'll call it a pipe dream move because it's not going to happen like the Patriots are not going to bring him in I would love it it'd be a great move Bobby Wagner would be an awesome piece on this team not like I watched him day in and day out last year for the Rams but you just said it second team all pro pro football focus for whatever they're worth graded him as the best linebacker in football last year I'd imagine he still has some range and some mobility and some athleticism when it comes to the passing game, not just chasing down running backs or chasing down quarterbacks in the backfield. I think he had a career-high six sacks last year. Yeah, career-high at age 32. So I'm, but I, I want a guy who can play in the passing game, and I'm imagining Bobby Wagner can still do that, I would hope. He can still do that. I, I just I don't know why he would come here, and I don't think the Patriots have a, a – I would not prioritize anything on defense. Uh, He was making
4: around what, like eleven million a year. It was
7: five years, 65 million. So yeah, about that. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: And I just So but it's not like it'd be a total like bank. No,
5: but if I but if I want to if I want to prioritize what they have, their cap space or their draft capital or you know, whatever, if I want to prioritize that, as I've said before, I hope they're doing it on offense. So I think he'd be a nice luxury piece. But I'm
4: thirsty for elite talent. I
5: don't get why he'd ever want to come here. And if he did, he couldn't even be a leader on this team like he was last year on the Rams. Not that the Rams were good. Why not? Maybe up from Devin Rams, McCourty's too. gone. No, so they're bringing back McCordy and they're bringing back Slater. That's what I'm trying to say. Like he's not even gonna have room to be a veteran leader on this team. But I just think it's a pipe dream. He's not coming here.
7: I really wanted Wagner last year. I still want him now, but I agree with you. It's six-time All-Pro. This guy, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Like he's a Hall of Fame player. Probably. I'd love to bring him in, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's but, like, happening. What
5: does he either. want to do? Come here and go eight and nine? Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. Why not. does he want to do that? All
7: right. Let's get to fill in the blank number three.
5: Number three. All
7: right, the Bruins trade for Garnett, Hathaway, and Dimitri Orloff for a bunch of picks and Craig
5: Smith made the team blank. Jones, go. I mean, unbeatable in the words of PK (laughs) Sue, man. I, I expect nobody to beat them now. They can't be beat. If they lose, all of this was a failure. All of this was, you know, the Bruins coming up short. So, like, look, they are the best team in the league. They're on track to have the most wins in NHL history. They're on track to have the most points in NHL history and, you know, be very favorable in terms of, uh, you know, their, their goal differential and things like that, their goals against average, they'd have one of the best goals against average tandems since the blues in the early two thousands, one of the best, uh, goal differentials, uh, in NHL history, they would have the most points. They would have the most wins based on what they're on track for. They obviously should win a cup and then they go all in. So that's what they should do. I, I don't think they're going to do it. I'd wager against them doing it. I've been saying this all year, And it's partially to do with the sport, but partially to do with this group of Bruins. I'm taking the field over the Bruins. Duh. I don't think they're going to come through with this, but they should. They're the favorite. They added on. They made a big, bold move. I saw people saying, Sweeney dropped his nuts on the table and made a big move. All right. You shouldn't lose. You're unbeatable now. So don't blow it.
4: Yeah, I say it makes the Bruins the highest stakes team in Boston. In terms of this is a great deal. I think it's hard for us to really criticize what they gave up, as so we talked about it a little bit earlier. But they are poised now. If they don't win the cup this year, it's an epic choke. An epic choke. Whereas if you look at somebody else poised to make a championship run again, like the Celtics, it's like, ugh, they lost in the finals again. Well, it's a bunch of young guys, you know. So well, got them. They'll bring it'll be a choke job. Yep. But I think it, it the stakes are higher for the Bruins. I understand.
5: I would. I'm. I might question if Jalen Brown's here for the long haul, but I understand your point. The window should still be open for the Celtics. Would it still be open for the Bruins? Okay, that's our triple play each and every day at this time here on Jones and Mego with Arcan on W E I. We'll get back to your phone call six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's keep talking Bruins. The trades they made. Even I give it a thumbs up. We'll get back to that next.
1: March 7, live from the Auerbach Center in Brighton, the official practice facility of the Boston Celtics. It's Christian Fourier's Shots for a Cure. Join me and all my non-athletic radio host friends that reach our goal of $25,000 for the American Diabetes Association. Shots for a Cure is presented by West Cork Irish Whiskey, 100% Irish from grain to glass. And also brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the the art afresh, buy cleanest bins never touch a dirty trash bin again by Dr. Matthew Lapresti at Leonard Transplant associates the hair doctor of Christian Fourier and swingjuice.com, a fun lifestyle apparel brand.
6: We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and Toyota has them with more coming in. but we also know a BEV is not for everyone That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of
3: places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile.